Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. Hello, I'm not another Dan Eden. <laughs> and I'm Ian Simmons. And this is 90 Under 90. Not another 90 movies. In probably not another 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> 234. 25,000 14 yeah, see if you bastards can do nine. <laughs> uh, we have fun. <laughs> uh, you, 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 we have fun. We have fun on this show. <laughs> you can't deny that. You can't deny that. You can't, you can't, you can't tell us we don't. <laughs> okay, today on our show, clocking in at 89 minutes, we're talking about 2001's Not Another Teen Movie, directed by Joel Gallen. I remember the movie phone very specifically because we saw this movie for my birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to call movie phone and get like showtimes for like three or four different theaters, and I just kept hearing, Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> also playing at <laughs> I remember that not to digress too much but I remember mom used to do this thing where she would befriend somebody her own age and then they would have a kid and the kid wouldn't have too many friends so they would pawn the kid off on us and she joined us for the film for the film not yeah. another teen movie in the theater with us we didn't even know her our oh, mother no. awkward of, our mother kind of forced us to be a social shepherd for like yes, yes. troubled teenagers and we ourselves <laughs> were like not very socially active people. So like, exactly. it, was, it was literally just my mom forcing her friend's kids onto us. It was mm-hmm. really strange. Mm-hmm. And this girl was even older than us too, which was the other fucked up thing. She was like two years older than us and like had no one to hang out with. And, and then we had to hang out with her. Now we're going to talk a lot about things were different back then, but I mean, I imagine going to see this, this movie with a stranger who was also a girl was that strange weird at all because you there's know, some pretty racy stuff in this movie no here's the oh. weird thing the weird thing is that there was about five or six teenage boys and one girl and my dad and that was that was, the, that was <laughs> well you had to have an adult get us in it was so. in fact i can tell you it was myself and dan uh mm-hmm. past and future guest mike clapoff mm-hmm. uh our my close friend nick simone uh, who has no interest in podcasting whatsoever. So he, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll never, never be on, on this, this show, um, though. He's great conversation. And I'm pretty sure that past and future guest Rick Schuler was there with us, too. Yeah. Yeah. A- and uh-huh. uh, maybe Kevin Kirchman. Maybe it's, pos- it's possible. Seems unlikely, yeah. but it is possible that Kevin was there with us, too. But anyway. at the very least, it was uh, it was us. <laughs> and then some girl. I don't even remember her name. Whatever female friend of my watching daughter diarrhea rain from the rafters onto the characters while my dad had to be there to escort us all in because we were all under 17 years old by the way yeah definitely i'm more thinking of the opening scene which we'll get to with kyler lee doing those things in the bed yes wow Very, i i completely yeah. blocked i've seen this movie a few times and i completely blocked out how it opened <laughs> <laughs> american pie should we get into it yeah i mean we might All as right. well 
get into <laughs> or no no how about hi- how about movie? history ian did you you saw this with a strange woman in the theater were you on a, a date a blind date or something well no she was my girlfriend at the time now my oh. wife uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that's not to say she wasn't a strange girl but uh no it was it, it was a lot of fun i think yeah this is 2001 so we've been together for a little while and if i remember correctly this was towards the beginning of our tradition of like going to a theater to see the worst possible movie for our, for our dating anniversary. But we ended up I love it. We ended up loving it. And that that's happened a few times. I I'm, don't ask me to tell you which other movies because okay. I, I, I was about to, to. I'd have to ask her. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And we watched it again together for to get ready for this show. She's not here, obviously. But um, yeah, brought back a lot of memories, <laughs> most of them fond, <laughs> others like of the, you know, I'm an old man now. So I'm like, well, they'd never get away with doing that today. Yeah. But, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> but I, I love see, this movie. You know what, though? It's like the parody genre does seem to get a, be allowed to get away with more. And that's than, why we probably haven't seen a lot comedy. of them lately. It's uh, true. Well, also, we got so saturated. I mean, this one came fairly close after Scary Movie. I had to look at I had to do a little a mini deep dive, a shallow dive into the uh, history of parody movies just to see, like, really how far back they go. And, you know, I mean, obviously they, they go back, you know, even further. But really, I would say, like, Casino Royale in 67 is like the first that really feels like a parody movie that we would kind of recognize as a parody movie these days. And then you have your 80s wave of them. And then that leads into the, you know, the 80s and 90s wave of them. And then you get the scary movie franchise kicking off in 2000, which obviously launched the little stretch that we had of blank movie, you know, (laughs) and and they just got progressively worse, diminishing returns every single time um, to the point where it was just, you know, shocking that they were still getting made i guess they were really cheap to make and then uh then they just kind of died and there's yeah, been a, a couple that have come back here and there but nothing nothing quite like uh the old the old scary movie not another teen movie epic movie disaster movie etc yeah. i think it I starts stopped. it starts and ends with we are spartans yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I saw that. I was going to say, I think I stopped with disaster movie, but I, that might've been my last one. Cause I don't think I saw Epic movie. I think I saw all the scary movies and that was like, I was ready to jump off a bridge by that last one. Um, but yeah, we are. Wow. That's taking me back to a movie I never saw. <laughs> scary movie month was not as fun as we anticipated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lesson Shame on learned. Us. Shame on us for thinking we were going to have any fun doing five scary movie movies in a row. That's true. But, but so uh, how about you yeah. guys? Have you had this was not your first watch of not another oh, no. movie? No. In fact, I I As used we discussed, to yeah. <laughs> I don't know how strongly I feel this way anymore, but I used to say that this was my favorite parody movie. Hmm. Um, I felt that it did things differently than most of the other parodies. And a lot of times that like, I've said this too, half of the experience of watching this movie for me is all the things you hear off camera, which you don't get too often in other parody movies, just like a whole 
collection of quotes just from off camera being shouted at the main characters from somebody else. I always liked that. I used to really like the uh, the simple fact that they were just pointing out their own formula mm-hmm. and that's the satire. And then now I'm just like, well, you know, I, I, I kind of don't appreciate that anymore because it's like there's literally no, there's no effort put into it. It's It's not homage. It's not satire it's just reference points and and textbook and uh yeah it doesn't work for me the same way i still enjoyed watching this movie again but yeah me too not not nearly as much as i did last time i saw it which was probably 10 years ago what you just said there reminded me of something it was in roger ebert's review of loaded weapon one with mm-hmm. uh, emilio estefez and i think another we've, and, and we've I, covered it right yeah. upcoming sam jackson but he had said that it was the scene where they were doing the Bohemian Rhapsody bit from Wayne's World, but it was just Sam Jackson, I guess, and Emilio Estevez in the car doing it. And Ebert pointed out, he said, this isn't parody. This is just repetition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I true. think that's, that's very apt to a lot of, you know, what I didn't like about the later movies. Now, when you had said, Jeremy, that this was one of you, that this might've been your favorite parody movie, were you encapsulating that in that, like nineties, two thousands kind of time, or were you I, considering I would, airplane? I look, we, we covered airplane on this show and airplane is totally fine. It's, 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 I just, I am not of the era of airplane. I see. Therefore I don't have as much appreciation and respect for airplane though. I do respect its place culturally and its significance to American comedy. I I'm just not as gripped by it as I am, say, you know, even I'm, I'm more gripped by space balls than I am, you know, airplane and, and that, you know, and Mel Brooks is a, as a tough pill to swallow sometimes. No. And that, that's totally fair. I just wanted to, to understand that context. Um, Cause I feel the same way about John Carpenter's Halloween. You know, it was a movie that I watched parts of when I was a kid and it kind of freaked me out, but then I watch it as an adult. I'm like, I, just like what you were saying, I appreciate what it did and what it's responsible for, but just watching it as a film, I'm like, eh, uh, people were just impressed by a lot back in the 70s, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a good hang hangout movie, and I like the sandbox element of Halloween. That's what I dig about. Like, it's all in that block, and it's like you can kind of map out the locations of, of where, it, like, there's the neighbor's house across the I like, do you like movies like that? Like not to digress too much, where you get a, like a strong sense of the setting, you know, oh, yeah. like you can map it out. I do. I like that a lot. And Halloween, I think does that really well. But aside from that, maybe it is a little tamer than, yeah, people were impressed. But uh, for me, I don't really like this genre of movie, like Naked Gun. I'm just like, I, I call them like rubber chicken comedies. You know, it's just, they're not quite for me. Uh, but having said that i liked this in the theater i watched this a year ago and i didn't like it and now i watch it now and i like it so i flip-flop on this one so what what changed i mean, I, I know we're gonna get into the actual movie i'm just curious like watching it for the first time really getting a kick out of it probably because you were a young you know teenager yeah yeah we were it, well i'm saying like watching it a year ago and not digging it and now you kind of come back to appreciation do you think that year ago experience was just you were in a different mood or yeah definitely yeah i think i was just in a different headspace i was like this is stupid and now it's just like yeah bring on the stupid give me a little stupid today and it was mighty stupid but honestly like the the cast is great i think in this movie you got 
uh, Chris Evans pre-cap. Uh, you've got Eric Christian Olsen as the Paul Walker role. He's doing a, a fine job. And I love the fact that they have a holdover, like an actual character from a teen movie, Reggie from varsity blues. Just, they just put him in, they plop him in the movie. I love that too. Yeah. It's like, we'll barely exaggerate him. And it'll be a parody. <laughs> That's, it's a parody of itself. Right. So, yeah, I think there's a, like, and then the way they meld these comedies so well together in this movie, that's, it's not easy to do all the time. I mean, it feels like in the same way that the original scary movie and to an extent, scary movie two feel like there is actual effort put into like, no, we want to do this right. Cause this is going to be the one time that we do it, you know? And (laughs) like scary movie proves that wrong, you know, fivefold, but it, it, there's you can feel that there is definite um, passion behind the jokes as opposed to let's just churn this out annually and mm-hmm. make a ton of profit off of it because they're cheap movies to make. Uh, and there's also like it feels like there's a respect for the actual genre itself. You know, the teen movie genre, they're they're utilizing those pieces in a good way. Um, and I will say that this movie came out this is one of the handful of movies I think in, in my lifetime so far that I feel that when it came out, I felt this truly does feel like it's, it's for me because it was right at that time. I was right about like 14 years old, just about, you know, in high school getting into those John Hughes movies, like prior to even hearing about this, like I had just consumed all of them and like became a fan of them. And then here comes not another teen movie to be like, boom, now I'm going to put a, a, a pin in that balloon and pop it for you. And it was mm-hmm. like the greatest experience ever. I, I loved it. And now, yeah, it's it's tougher. Um, just quick program note, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you guys think I sound different. I just realized all the wires sticking out of my computer, one of them was not my microphone until just now. Interesting. Um, I don't, so, okay. You sounded I, totally fine. Okay, good. I, I don't, I'm not really noticing much of a difference either, to be okay. honest. Well, that's that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we want on this show. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's that was that's our personal history with not another teen movie. And I suppose now we should we should get into the film itself. Yeah. Yep. Um, opens with an American Pie parody. The opening of those movies, you all know those cold openings. It's something really dirty and embarrassing happens to the main character, Jim Levenstein. And in this one, it's our main character. Who, I'm sorry, who is uh, who is this Kate? actress? Uh, Kyler Lee. <laughs> She's great in this. Yeah. I don't know if this um, is the first thing she did, but it's the first thing I'd seen her in. I saw her in a few things like after this, yeah. I, I, I've, yeah. I, I feel like I've never seen her in anything but this before. And now I have to like look up and see what else she's done. <laughs> you know, comedy's hard. Even some of the best drama actors, they can't do what she's doing in this movie. They just have a few speeds and she has to do a bunch in this movie and then exaggerate them. Like when she's painting, <laughs> it's a bikini kill. Um, so she's masturbating with, uh, like a rotating headed, I'm doing like this fist motion on my arm. You guys can't see it, but it's just rotating in a circle constantly. My fist. Your arm is a dildo. That's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most intimidating. I'm I'm no stranger to this. I do this all the time. You know how, you know, when you go to the carnival and sometimes you win like one of those small novelty baseball bats, (laughs) it's like, you know, a, a little bit smaller than a regular bat. That's what this thing feels like. It's- or a, a hand blender, but with a, a dildo stuck on it. Yeah. It's, going, it's a magic bullet 
for the vagina. And she puts it in her vagina as she's watching. Um, uh, she's all that with uh, Freddie Prinze and uh, Which is Rachel Lake Cook. The main uh, reference point for the the plot of this movie is is basically just she's all that. Which itself it was kind of done in various forms in other teen movies, but well, what I liked is that this is the cold open to American Pie, as you mentioned, but where Jim was watching the scrambled porn on TV, and the version that Kyler Lee's character Janie is watching is also kind of a scrambled, <laughs> like it's they the, don't uh, it's like pay per view when you we used to watch pay per view on the scrambled uh, channel. I watched yeah. like most of Scream Two that way i remember <laughs> I, like i can hear it and see it in certain moments um i remember hearing most of the south park movie before we actually saw the <laughs> south park movie and just being like what is what is it what am i what am i supposed to be seeing right now yeah sounds crazy but well, yeah like you thought of uncle fucker at that point yeah well that i'm like i get this this i can i can wrap my head around but when they're when probably I hear, hey, fucking Satan, an uncle and i'm like what is what is what? Ah, it's yeah. not real, guy. Like, what's not real? <laughs> a dick. How um, real does it look? <laughs> so a bunch of people walk in and that's like it. That's the parody of it. It's like, we're going to take this to 11. We're going to have a priest walk in. We're going to have a bunch of kids from the youth group. We're going to have mom. We're going to, well, her mom's passed away. We're going to have dad. We're going to have the, the shitty little brother who has a Jimmy Neutron haircut. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and we're going to have them all burst in while she's at her most embarrassing moment. And then it just, cause the, the dog comes in and like, it starts like kind of getting its, its snout in her crotch and she's kind of into it. So that's super dirty and then the vibrator just shoots up out of the bed and it falls into her birthday cake and then frosting shoots everywhere in their faces but it's really gross if you look at one of the kids from the youth group when the vibrator shoots out he's licking his lips it's really <laughs> gross <laughs> it's i'm like uh, i don't like this i am not into this i don't like and the then, implications yep mm-hmm. And then it falls in and then just splat. And then, hey, here's the title card. Not another team movie. Now we're at the high school. Like, here you go. We're setting the tone. It's not going to get much cleaner than that. What's the name of the high school? It's uh, it's John Hughes High School. That's right. Which is uh, just on the nose enough for 2001. (laughs) Nowadays, you'd be like, fuck you. Like, you could try harder than that. Go back, (laughs) do another draft. But in 2001, it's like, sure. It works. But they, they kind of uh, make up for it with the uh, the name of the school sports team. The Wasps. Yeah, yeah. I do. That mm. is a joke so clever that I didn't get it at 14. Mm. And I then really years got it later, when I was 24. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. I see. I see now. Right. They, they look like wasps. That's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. They look like <laughs> yeah. the insect, the flying creature thing. Um, and, and they, they frequently uh, competed against the ant men's. Sorry. That's right. The Ant-Men's. The Ant-Men's. Ant-Men's. Do you remember when Michael Douglas and Paul Rudd just slapped on their knees and went ants to promote the movie? Ants. No, I don't remember this at ants. all, but no. And the, the it audio was so version, cringy. The audio of this show is going to be super disturbing, especially after we talk about that dildo scene with you doing the yep. quote-unquote slapping on your knee. Yeah. Slapping something, mm-hmm. jerking my dick. That's I'll just say it. it's not real, guy. Ants, ants, ants. The wasps. All right. 
right. So yeah. So we meet Chris Evans. He's the Freddie Prince Jr. analog. He's wearing the Letterman jacket. All the women are throwing panties at him as he's walking down the hallway. He's looking at a picture of himself. Like the, the he has his own parking spot because he's the most popular kid in school. Jake, whatever the fuck. That's not his real last name. <laughs> that would be interesting though if it was Jake, whatever the fuck. And um, he's walking down the hall, and then like a dude throws the jock strap. So everybody wants to fuck this guy. There's a picture of him looking at his own picture in this hallway. Man, he is the star, and he's got his buds, tiny nips from Community, Eric Christian Olsen, or Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, or if you prefer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no one prefers. <laughs> <laughs> it's to be fair. It is so. How do you emulate? G- the in- inimitable Jim Carrey in a prequel. I mean, it's been done a couple times. Young that Ace Ventura bullshit and fucking Eric Christian Olsen. What a mountain to climb! It's uh, it's unfathomable that they would even try. <laughs> they shouldn't have done it. Bottom shouldn't line, have done it. Shouldn't have done it. Didn't work. Um. So he's his bud, and he's like his whole spiel. I like it. Is um. So you're going to go to the prom, Mr. I might not go to the prom. Like that's his thing. His Mr. Whatever it's, it is. He's just said it's uh, it's the most repetitive formula in this movie, but so much so that it's just like, it still somehow kind of work. Like Caitlin and I were both embarrassed at how many times we were still laughing at his <laughs> just, just doing that exact same thing. Um, so like they, this, uh, this shouldn't work on the fourth time now. Come on. Let's talk about like, let's talk about Jamie Presley because yeah. she gets, I think she gets a lot of flack over the years of just looking like this sexy, like white trash, like my name is Earl kind of sex doll, but she's actually, I think a really great comic actor, as you can see in movies like this and other things. What do you guys think? Uh, I never watched my name is Earl. So I, but I mean, obviously she's, and she's also on what moms or mom or whatever, like she's on another sitcom. So she's got, she's clearly got chops. I can't speak to any of her skills because yeah, the only things that I can recall her in are like this and Joe dirt, where she is only leaning into the white (laughs) trashness of her, which my name is Earl doesn't help, you know, in the public image. It's true. Um, so yeah, I don't know. She's fine in this movie. She's of all of the people in this movie, she's the one where you're like, oh yeah, you're just really doing that Beverly Hills 90210 casting where she's clearly in her mid to late twenties, but she's playing mm. a high schooler. Yeah, well, let's not even forget about Mia Kirshner who plays Jake's sister. She, I, I don't know how old she yeah, was, but but at least they Christ. say, didn't she graduate like four years ago? Like in the movie, <laughs> off they camera. Needed, they needed one of my a- favorite off camera lines. <laughs> they need to add at least maybe a one to that four and as yeah. more, more accurate, but no. Um, yeah. Jamie Presley. I, I think I first became aware of her in this sequel to poison Ivy that drew Barrymore yeah. sex thriller, Yeah, um, yeah. which yeah, if you've she's... ever wondered, just rent poison Ivy too. But um, <laughs> that is not a funny movie deliberately. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I, I've always appreciated her when I see her in things. She's not someone I think of like, Oh, you know, one of my favorite comedic actresses, but she's capable. I think mm-hmm. part of the the flack is that you know she is you know really an attractive looking woman, um, and so it's like, well, wait, she can also be talented at comedy. I, I think that's kind of unfair because I think she is. Katie Mixon, Kristen Chenoweth, Jamie Presley, and then we need one more head on the Mount Rushmore of attractive white trash comic actresses. <laughs> Uh, who can play that speed? Kristen Chenoweth is, you know, wicked and other things, but you know, they 
she plays that well. And she's uh, wicked smart. Sorry. <laughs> wicked smart. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, yeah, Reggie's in the group too. And his whole thing is he gets concussions. He's like one more or two more. You're out. Like you are going, you're going to die. You got to stop literally going to die. It's <laughs> <laughs> like at the end, he bleeds from the ears. It's really gross. And but, like, he walks into signs and stuff. A lot of physical gags with him lockers hitting him in the face. Um, so he, Jamie Presley, speaking of which she's the head cheerleader and she's the most popular girl in school. Therefore she was dating Jake, but now she's dating this new guy. And it's, it's, uh, the guy from American beauty <laughs> with the bag and the camera West, uh, West Bentley. Bentley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not hunger West games, Bentley, but... <laughs> hunger oh. games, peaced out. Like where the fuck, I don't know where West Bentley is. <laughs> I hope you're all right, Wes. I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, so anyway, she's dating him now, and he has this bag that follows him that literally says the most beautiful thing in the world on it. Uh, what do you think of the American Beauty gag? Well, for, as the as probably the only person on this show and possibly in America who saw American Beauty 13 times in the theater. Oh, my God. I need to correct you. It's not the most beautiful thing in the world. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh, OK. Oh. 13 times. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Outdone only by Pulp Fiction, which I saw 14 times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I had a, lot of, a lot of time. You know, I'm embarrassed to say the name of the movie that I've seen the most in theaters. Um, but what is it, Chair? Twilight Let's Street. hear it. It's it's the Water Boy. All right. That's we not saw that embarrassing. It, we saw it like twice in its regular run, and then it went to the second run Bremen, and I yeah. saw it once, and then I saw it again, trying to get up the nerve to scream, you can do it during the slow motion <laughs> pullback. And then finally, on the fifth time, Costanza. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Costanza style. I'm like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be so, great. I got Jer, how was your reaction when you finally nailed it? It was lukewarm at best. <laughs> Tepid. We're in the second oh. run, like deep into the second run of the water boy. By now, people are sick of hearing you can do it, particularly mm-hmm. from some jag off teenager <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> um, I can't tell you the, the most I've seen something probably only three times. So like a lot of ties, dark night world is not enough. Uh, some others wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so she's, yeah, she's, that's a lot of times Ian. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I saw both Pulp Fiction and American Beauty at a very young age, loved them both. That's a lot of fucking times to see it in a theater. You must've really loved that movie. Uh, I love both of them. Um, and I still do to varying degrees, but yeah, Pulp Fiction was mostly, I was a senior in high school and I dragged everyone I knew to see it. So I saw it (laughs) multiple times. That's awesome. I still haven't seen that on the big screen, but I haven't seen I have seen Reservoir Dogs, so that I'll have to tick that one off. Um, so sorry, she's dating the guy now. So now this is this is where the the impetus, the whole the plot uh, begins. It's where the the bet starts, just like she's all that, the Paul Walker bet. So he says uh, we gotta we gotta take the the ugliest girl in school, and you gotta make her a prom queen. That's the bet. So uh, they're looking around, they're staking the 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 girls out, the most ugly ones. Who do we got here? We got some 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 got, different ladies here. You, at the you, you got a you got a nice mix. You got we got a hippie albino chick. With That's a, right. <laughs> with a fro who is terrifying looking. Yeah. I don't. I don't look. If any albino people are listening, respect to you. 
Absolutely. I don't ever, I don't ever want to see one in person. I like, I, I just, Aww, I, I, chair. <laughs> I was like, this sounds nice. And then you said that I look, you could be albino, but if you have pink eyes, uh, stay away. Like, Aww. Aww. it's scary. It's Come scary. Talk to me. You could talk to me <laughs> and then maybe, uh, we'll ease Jer into the experience of, of understanding. Look, I can handle a lot of things, man, but somebody with pink eyes is just, I'm scared. Very okay. well. It's, it's um, okay. Jer just saw Morbius, everybody, so he's very terrified. No, of, uh, I did not. I did not. He's a big Morbius it, guy. I don't, I don't he want loves anyone. Morbius. Mm-hmm. Ian, tell us all about, tell well, us a little bit. Just give us a no. little bit tip of the iceberg ian has a legit enough reason to see morbius i would have no excuse and that's why i'm like i can't let anyone think that i've seen morbius i know i'm i'm joshing but ian give us just a snippet just like in one just a few words how is morbius uh morbius is the reason people hate film critics because it's not great (laughs) but it's also not nearly as bad as everyone's making out to be okay that's fair. Uh, are you a Venom guy? The, the the first and second. First, yes. Second, hell no. <laughs> we had fun with that one on this show. Oh, the yeah. second one. <laughs> you got to go into the second one being like, this is not going to be good. A comedy straight up. This is this is a comedy. And then you're happy. Mm. Um, you were expecting not, too much from Venom. Let there be carnage. I, I was expecting know. an actual movie because that's what I paid the ticket for. And uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, you we're, should you should get compensated for that one. Yeah, I got a show out of it. All right, so not another teen movie. Yeah, <laughs> so they got it. So, so you got the albino, right? You've got uh, the girls who are conjoined at the head. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Some prosthetic work in this uh, budget. I'd, I'd be even more okay with that mm-hmm. than pink Oh, eyes. okay. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not bad looking. He's like, put them together. You got a pretty good looking no. girl. And then he's like, he looks at the albino. He goes, chicks with guitars are pretty cool, man. We need a more. We need more of a challenge. And it's like all setting up to this great. One of my favorite gags in the whole movie is when they see uh, our title character. I'm sorry, Jamie. Janie. J- Janie. Janie. She's walking up the stairs. She's got, oh, she's got ponytail and glasses and she's got paint all over her overalls. Come on. She's hopeless. <laughs> she's hopeless, guys. But she's like, you know, gorgeous. Absolutely. And then that's the bet. So she's the biggest loser in school. You know, um, but one of the things I don't know if it's intentional or just my own personal preferences, but in both this movie and in She's All That with Rachel Lee Cook, I thought the quote-unquote ugly girls, the ugly girl was much more attractive before the big makeover. <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a, I, I am pro glasses and ponytail, you know? I, I got. I can take or leave the paint on the overalls. That's just clothes, you know? Like it, it, It's not like it's all over her skin. And if she constantly had paint on her skin, I might be like, get some soap. But other than that, yeah. Pro glasses, pro ponytail, and I was pro braces for a lot longer than I should have been pro braces. It was a weird thing. It was like in my like, you know, high school, I was like when I saw girls who still had braces like senior year, I was like, yeah, look at you with the braces. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I like nerdy looking Mm. girls. All right. That's fine. I just uh, I just think of pain and in certain circumstances. But anyhow. Not another yeah. team movie. No, but let's rewind the tape, guys, because before they uh, before they do the bet kind of montage, 
there's the early tour of the school you yeah. know where they have like the the new incoming freshmen and they're like we here at john hughes high school don't believe in dividing people up by <laughs> yeah. into into different caste systems or whatever but here's the here's the jocks jocks you go with them but the i didn't realize this until watching it last night the tour guide was josh radner who was who would go on to be the star of how i met your mother <laughs> and nothing else <laughs> much. And, and not another team movie yeah um yeah no i was like i was surprised to see him and then he has a great line later pro- another one of the best lines in the movie is when they're all dancing at the prom and uh <laughs> i don't want to botch it he's like you'd be you you never believe that everyone at the school is a professional dancer <laughs> <laughs> And Chris Evans, he does, he's got dance experience. So to see him get to do a musical number in this movie is uh, to really showcase his talents. You know, honestly, the fact that they do a musical number in this movie is one of the strangest things. Because I'm like, point to one teen movie where they're busting out into a legit honest musical number. The it only, was weird. The only thing I could think of, because that that struck me too. I, like many other things, I had forgotten there was a musical number in here. And I was like, the only thing I could think of was Grease. Because that's mm. technically a teen movie from the sure. 70s. Yeah. Yeah. They Why don't not? do it. They don't. It's not direct enough of a parody for uh, for us to for it's it to true. be true. You know, it's just kind of like, what are they doing? And why? I would have liked to see some leather and some uh, some ducks asses. So, yeah. you know, not literally, but the haircut. Know. Oh, OK. Yeah. I Here's here's yeah. a scary thought. <laughs> do you think do you think someone watched this and said, hey, you know, what we should do. We should do a high school musical. Uh, there's only like a few this, before those they have out. they have this movie to thank for yeah. Zach Efron's whole career really <laughs> were it not for the genius writers of not another teen movie <laughs> not another teen movie um, is also playing at Marcus so, Cinema's Orland Park Theaters we've got a John Cryer analog a ducky analog in this movie the 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 platonic friend quote unquote platonic who has strong feelings oh, who yeah for and, our and, main character Janie and he he's making some strong choices too this is the, this brother's acting this brother Ricky. is putting putting in a lot of effort you're talking about his performance as Ricky yes his the physicality of his performance is uh he's very I I'm sorry, Ricky, not a fan of Ricky in this film, but I don't think you're no. supposed to like Ricky very oh, no. much in this movie. But so. I love I love the actor. I love what he does with his hands. He's very expressive <laughs> and you could just see the anguish on his face. But he's just such a little, you know, coward when Shit. it comes to his feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he makes her a mixtape. She throws it at her locker with like a pile. And it's like it's basically he's very on the nose. He says like the the mixtapes called something like I, I have feelings I can't express to you deeply. And it was like mixtape, you know, um, see, we get a lay of the land, which I like of this whole school and everything um, we're getting like, cause it's 2001. We're getting pop punk covers of old eighties songs and you can half of you can take it. The other half can leave it. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I'm a child of this era uh, and some of the greats on me even. So well, I, I liked that, you know, towards the end of the film and over the end credits, you get into the, you know, Fallout Boy-esque covers of this full songs. But early mm-hmm. on, you get a lot of it's just the score is sort of these like rock, you know, modern or 2000s rock versions of these classic songs. The vocals ruin it. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying there aren't vocals like it's the score. I know. of the film is. And oh, I see you like that yeah. part. And then the vocals come in. You're like, leave but, it. But that's the thing is I kind of liked 
the vocals. And that might just, you know, in 2001, I might've found it really annoying because I love those old songs that everyone else does. But now as an older man, I'm like, eh, it's, that's all right. I'm not going to listen to it cool. over the originals, but you know, I didn't hate it. I love this sound is definitely coming back now. It's exciting. If you're into this, that sound from 2000 to 2000, you know, four, <laughs> we're not, that's pretty we're not cool. getting Hoobastank on tour. Are we? No, but we're getting we're getting MGK doing blink analogs on his album. And that's that's enough. You know, that's enough for yeah, now. You want to actually like act out Adam's song anyway. <laughs> um, right on. So they fucking uh, where, where are we? The bet is on. Yes, he's I think he I, I just remember him going to, to her at lunch and he, hitting on her in line. And he's like a total D bag to her by recounting a time when he blew her off in line at the movies, <laughs> but she thought that he was talking to her by waving to somebody behind her. So that's why it, you mistake that that's the last time we talked. So It was almost <laughs> as important for him to clarify that yeah. as it is for me to clarify that I did not see Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it's digital, I'm, I'm grabbing that bitch. However means I, I grab it, but that's how I'm, that's what I'm doing. When, as soon as that comes out, <laughs> And I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> so. I'm going to watch it with arms folded like, I dare you, Morbius. In, in fairness, there is a Snyder Cut version of the, of Morbius somewhere out there. And you know That's exactly good. what I'm talking about because most Zach of the Snyder things... went in and re-edited Morbius. <laughs> no, My that'd God, be great. He it all down, all those flying <laughs> More muscles. There's there's a lot of slowing down of stuff in the in the fight scenes, but no. But I'm saying if you watch the trailer for Morbius and they watch the actual movie, you're like, wait a second, there are scenes in the trailer that are also in the movie, but the lines from the trailer version are not in the movie, and like it's completely different. And you're like, that's why I can't get down on Morbius, and we will stop talking about it in a second. I promise, <laughs> because I know that this that Sony came in and said, look, this movie's too long take an hour and a half out of it and then put it out. <laughs> we're just going to put every other scene of the script up on screen. Sorry. Interesting. Um, I just like on, that Jared Leto yeah. is just like, I, th I really think I can make this one work. He can, he's gonna can like make it. anything work. The he does. Gonna, they're going to like my performance. I liked his performance. I, I, I actually, I hear that's not the weak part of the movie at all, his, his performance. I hear it's no. just the script or whatever the cut is of what, the, the finished version we got. It's, yeah. I'm convinced it's the editing. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so she's painting in class also. It turns out the smiley face. I love that because she's literally whipping paint at the canvas left and right. Um, and, and we haven't even met. She, well, mm -hmm. I'm saying the choices she makes in that that paint splashing is yeah. she's throwing it, she's whipping it with her brushes, she's also crying and then yeah. laughing maniacally. But <laughs> yep. <laughs> but the the cuts on those that little montage are so tight that she doesn't get a chance to ham it up. I mean, if she is like kind of going for it, the the edit makes it look just flawless. Yeah, there's a couple times where she, her face is like pretty big for what she's like. Ah! <laughs> like just tossing <laughs> it's great. It's and her dad, uh, her dad's played by Randy just a, Quaid. A stick figure painting. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Quaid pre meltdown, pre going off the grid. Um, Perhaps uh, in the midst of the meltdown, uh, like the early <laughs> stages of the meltdown. It looks really like it to the, to the screen. 
he's he he's on a different level of drunk and deranged in this movie but like it's it's what they need for this movie and uh i i don't know if it's it's definitely not who he is now that, that makes me i i don't i i don't like seeing him in this movie every scene he's in i'm just like fuck this <laughs> I, I know i know that's a hot take but i'm just like out of the I, next one please he he still gets a laugh out of me when she comes down the stairs like i just i love what's the, he do when he's just like come on out of there honey quit farting around like <laughs> like it's her fault that she's the one fucking around down there mm. I, he's so out of it in this movie that i'm convinced that like a month after shooting wrapped on the film he called up the director and said hey i thought we were shooting a movie together <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. The door literally falls off the truck and he drives it through the, like the front yard of the school. Get off the road. Get that was all road. it was I all real. I don't know if because because Jeremy, you've got kids. I don't know if you picked up on this, but when we first see that pickup truck driving down the road, I looked at my wife and said, he's driving Mater. It's a, it, <laughs> it really does look like Mater. And maybe they were like, you know what we need to do? Take that truck from not another teen movie and put a face on it. And that's that's your second character. That's Disney again. They they got the idea for cars and high school musical from this movie. Yep. (laughs) Somebody was a big fan of not another teen movie. Yeah. Katzenberg, I think. (laughs) Um, So we are. There's two things I want to mention. One is she has a brother. He's got two friends. One is played by Sam Levine, who's doing a total asian stereotype performance down to like he's wearing like literally like a karate outfit he's got like big ass like a heavy accent and uh i mm -hmm. i cannot stand sam levine like his his like like his acting in this movie like is fine and like it's obviously horribly racist but it's supposed to be like that and mm-hmm. whatever take it or leave other it. things though you, you don't uh... his his comedic persona just his energy and the way that he delivers his own like material mm-hmm. uh really fucking annoys me because he's on a uh, pollock uh pollock show right that's been gone for a few years right yes, he was he, he was right. on that and anytime he would come on that show i'd be like get him the fuck just I, i'd skip past hearing him i don't want to hear sam levine I don't like him, but I like so, the other kid, the Chris, the, the, uh, the Chris Klein. He does Avatar. a great Chris Klein, Chris Klein but yeah. here's, let me ask you the question, Jeremy, uh, who are you more afraid of encountering in real life? Sam Levine or an albino or an albino Sam Levine An albino <laughs> Sam Levine. I shoot myself in the face right then and there. I don't even wow. want to live in a world where there's an albino Sam Levine among us. I mean, like, I was no. in uh, Hey, I was in inglorious basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoot yourself right in the head. Um, yeah, that that movie. Um, so she's got a brother. It's um, it's Mitch, and then Ox is the Chris Klein. Dude, like my probably my favorite character in the movie is this yeah. Chris Klein parody. Like because he so laser focused on Chris Klein, and, and not just uh, American Pie. Like I just watched Election. He like fucking nails him. Just <laughs> nails Chris Klein. <laughs> He's got oh, the yeah. look to boot. He looks just right for it. Yeah. That single just, strand of hair hanging down. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. He's got it. And uh, and then you got Sam Levine and they're all hanging out. And their whole goal is the American Pie goal is to get laid by the end of the semester or whatever. 
So Which is only like, a week in this school because <laughs> right. <laughs> one of the best visual gags is is the schedule of the of the entire school year on the billboard at the, at the front of the school on the marquee. There. I miss that. Um, he's uh, he's got a huge crush on Amanda Becker, played by Lacey Chabert. Great casting because she's on Party of Five with a lookalike Jennifer Love Hewitt. It just works, it, and it can't hardly wait. Is this uh, analog that she's doing? Clearly, she this- even wears the same outfit. I, I think I say this almost every time I've seen this movie. It really does make me want to watch Can't Hardly Wait now. I love I, that movie. Can't yeah. Hardly Wait is great. And yeah. I now I want to watch it. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it probably a year ago. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot still. Mm-hmm. Glad it holds up. Here's a, a thing, guys. Did you catch this? Um, there's, speaking of Can't Hardly Wait, uh, towards the end of that movie, there's the Seth green character who's hanging out with a couple of his friends and they all think that they're black you know yeah and then they run into a group of actual black guys and then they the one of them says what up my and then n words uh, yeah and that kind of like causes the whole thing in this yeah. movie there's a bit where the sam levine character runs into a group of asian guys and he says c words in the house and when i say c word it's the you know the the derogatory term for yeah Asians. I that was kind of jaw dropping for me. I think I'd forgotten that in in the ensuing uh, years. But talk <laughs> about stuff like that would not fly today in any yeah, context. Jesus, definitely twenty twenty years ago. Yeah, it's crazy to think that. Like, what's yeah. what, what's bit what's stranger to me is almost the fact that like they're doing a mostly a parody of the Seth Green character from Can't Hardly Wait with uh-huh. Sam Levine's character, and the Seth Green character is almost a bigger parody. In uh, by itself, like, I mean, I, I guess it's not because it's. I get it's like a parody of a parody because that's it's what he's so imitating. Extreme. Yeah, it can't hardly wait. Yeah. It feels like you're taking a step down, actually, because they went too extreme with it and can't hardly wait. Yeah. And also, I, I feel like they're like, why not just get uh, Getty Watanabe? I'm sure he would have loved to be in this movie as Long Duck Dong. Let's like fucking get him in this mix. <laughs> you don't need a kid acting Asian. Just get a real Asian, you know. In fact, get, have yeah. have him be in high school. In his, <laughs> I would have loved that. In two thousand. Speaking of speaking of, because there's so many great Easter eggs. Is the old lady the never been kissed parody? The Drew Barrymore movie. She's like super ancient, and like the, they set it up very quickly. They're like, I heard there's a like an agent, like a detective undercover as one of the students. So look out. And she's like <laughs> wearing like the most like she's like never been kissed. Like the whole boa glam, like sparkly uh, pink number. And she's all excuse me, I'm just trying to get to class. <laughs> it's just that's great. Well, it's great um, because that that also also speaks to a proud tradition of you know hiding out and like 21 jump street all these movies and tv shows from the 80s Absolutely. where they would have 30 year old cops like infiltrating <laughs> high schools and no one noticed it's it's great because it's a direct parody but yeah it also taps into so much more uh it, it covers checks so many other boxes like that that's great um and then of course we got to talk about i just watched oddly enough and it wasn't even in prep for this movie i just watched cruel intentions and god what a fucking piece of shit <laughs> that movie is i fucking hate cruel intentions uh ryan felipe Philippi, philippines like the embodiment of pretension in a performance is oh you just want to fucking wring his neck the whole movie but anyway sarah michelle geller is the sister who wants to stepsister who wants to fuck him really badly he's got a a vial of cocaine in her rosary and uh they they nail the look and to be fair who's this actor Mia or Kirshner. 
Mia Kirshner uh, yeah. looks kind of like Sarah Michelle Geller, gives off that vibe. Has in this her movie. voice down pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's a scary analog. It, it's it's too close. It's just like the uh, the Chris Klein guy. Like, man, you, you're getting a little <laughs> close there. Like you're blurring the the, the uh, uh, uncanny valley here is, is getting mm-hmm. strange. <laughs> Pretty good. So she like and she's way more overt about it. She's like she talks about like to her brother who is by blood in this not stepbrother she's like talking about getting nailed in the ass whatever she wants she says like i could put it wherever they want and then she takes a huge dump after she's like that would be oversharing well it's, <laughs> like, no, it's disgusting <laughs> well she starts off she's like why is it whenever i tell a guy he can put it wherever he wants he always puts yeah. it in my goes in my ass i'm like wow i know um, yeah there's a there, there's something I've seen her in a couple of things. I think she was in one of the Crow sequels. Uh, and also she was a, an assassin on the TV show 24, right around the time she was doing this movie, which is just mm. odd to think about. But yeah, she was really good. I hope did Jack never mind. <laughs> she, almost, Jack she almost killed the president of the United States. Oh. Yeah, Dennis Haysbert. She gave him a, a poisoned handshake. Oh, she yeah. sticks like in uh the old <laughs> Jared, what with that? I was gonna say the old no time to die. Uh <laughs> spoilers for that piece of shit. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm very opinionated. I'm sorry. If you like no time to die, I'm sorry. Um well, no, when you were saying that Casino Royale, the Woody Allen version or whatever, mm-hmm. was the first parody movie, I thought No Time to Die was the most recent <laughs> parody movie. <laughs> I- I appreciate that joke. I do. Because fuck, man. I was on vacation and I saw that in like Syracuse, New York, because we were driving through. And I was like, I'm so excited. And I was like, my vacation is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) This is ruined. (laughs) Fuck. And this was three hours. This was three fucking hours. All right. Anyway. Um, So... There's this disgusting bit where the boys want to spy on the chicks in the uh, locker room. So they go up in the vent and it's great because it has a sign underneath that says vent to women's girls locker room, a capacity to awkward boys or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Adolescent teen boys. So there's three of them. Uh Oh, foreshadowing. And uh, what do you think? This is very I think it's kind of smart of the filmmakers to enter to have a, a teacher who's very highbrow giving a commentary about this type of humor, this lowbrow shit humor, because what we're doing is we're intercutting between the three boys in the vent and the teacher down below who's got uh, our main character, Janie and Ricky. They're doing poetry. It's very 10 things I hate about you. And he says, uh, so I think somebody farts or something or makes a bad joke. He's like, oh, is that the kind of humor that you like? This lowbrow, like disgusting rube humor. And it's as the boys are spying on this chick down below, taking a wicked dump, just the nastiest shit. Eddie and- K. Thomas, Jeff Daniels style. <laughs> we, we talked about this in uh, 90 over 90 on Dumb and Dumber recently about on-screen shit acting with Jeff Daniels yeah. in legendary form when it comes to that. 
and how Eddie K. Thomas, I guess, borrowed from that I guess performance I, when he was shitting an American pie. Tried to do homage in some way. <laughs> Eddie K. Thomas looked like he straight up had yellow fever, like during oh. that. Uh, wow. As a he's he's definitely sweatier than Jeff Daniels was in the in his I, I in feel his it in American Pie. I really do when he's running through those halls. I oh, get oh. this girl gets honorable mention for yeah, sitting on the toilet funny. and just having the ability to say goodness gracious like <laughs> just three years prior to battle shits and uh harold and kumar go to white castle <laughs> but i was i was more disturbed by the fact that because usually when they do these scenes in high school movies they're they're trying to get into the girl's shower but they're like mm-hmm. really excited about being able to watch a girl like do Pee. anything on the toilet and like yeah first of all from that angle you can't see anything right <laughs> secondly secondly like and I was, I, I, we have very open conversations. Me and my fiance, we're watching this movie. I'm like, I, I don't get that. I think I'd just be more fascinated to watch a chick pee just to see how it works than anything. I wouldn't get off on it or anything. It's just, oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's interesting. I get the concept of peeing. I don't need to see it. Like, <laughs> right, right. It doesn't turn me on. I get you know, some people just at different kinks, but anyway, she's shitting and that's a whole other kink and yeah. they fall through the vent onto her and then they collapse down to the floor below. And that's the classroom where the guys, you know, dressing them down about having lowbrow humor. Everybody gets covered in diarrhea. <laughs> and that's, that's where I'll say like, that's an example of this is a, this is terrible shit humor. It's, mm-hmm. it doesn't like in and of itself, it doesn't amount to much. But the fact that they do that, at least that intercut and they're trying to do some kind of commentary proves that there is a little bit more effort into this movie than in other parody movies where it would have just been somebody shitting because shit is funny. Well, says somebody. Well, no, it's because even just the logistics of the scene, when they come crashing into the classroom, not everybody gets covered in, in diarrhea the toilet falls down i guess it's like caught on the pipe because the the (laughs) lid flops over and then it all comes like spraying out the kids who are sitting in front of the teacher's desk or i guess behind like to the back of the classroom they're fine it's everything in front like leading up to the chalkboard so the teacher the nerds the girl they're all like they're covered in it it's gallagher style it's only the first few rows are in real danger right but it's also this really cool (laughs) gallagher rules (laughs) I just love that shot of the toilet hanging open and like spraying outward because they could have just had it, you know, hanging over the ceiling and pouring out. But they like really engineered this to work perfectly. It's got there needs to be some propulsion to it. Uh huh. There was a lot of I, I was I was concerned for that girl because th- that was that was like eighteen people's worth of crap that was in that. Toilet. That's like Johnny Knoxville in in like the first season of Jackass, kind of like that's a lot of shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit. Uh, uh, Ian, you see the latest Jackass movie? I did. I was worried that it would be the first one that I wasn't able to catch in a theater, but I caught it in a theater. <laughs> What'd you think? I loved it. Me too. I thought it was going to be shit, and I it was great. I was pleasantly surprised. That's the thing. Every time one of these movies comes out, I'm like, I love the last one, but can they? They can't do this again. They did it again. And even the newbies are likable. You're like, who are these fucking guys? And they're like, I like these guys. These guys are great. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. That's a two two out of three endorsement. I'm sure Jer would endorse it if he saw it. Um, it Someday. Yeah. 
Um, as so prom is drawing nearer, but then there's a an event that happens. That's the third act. We're t- but now there's something that happens in the second, and that's a big championship football game that we're all also building up to. Right. Well, we and, gotta we we do have to quickly mention that the results yeah, yeah. of this this diarrhea is oh yeah yeah is uh, is a detention as you would get. You know, yes. if, you, if you're going to destroy half the school and cover yeah. people in shit, you're going to mm-hmm. have to spend a Saturday major. I mean, it's going to be at least a Saturday major. <laughs> have you guys, uh, you guys all had at least one in your lives, right? I had, yeah, I had a Saturday minor. I, I had one. I never had, I never had Saturday detention. The most I ever had to do was clean up the trash after a lunch period, my sophomore year of high school, because I used the word slut in geometry class. <laughs> I I'll, I'll I'll do you one. Jared, what's your I offense? To, I had to have a Saturday minor because mm-hmm. it was in gym class. We had mm-hmm. a substitute teacher and didn't like the fact that I was talking to another kid in gym <laughs> class. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, you know exactly. You may know exactly what I'm talking about. You ever have that Jenny? mullet? That mullet substitute lady? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, her her name was uh, Burf. That was short for no, her real no. name. It wasn't oh. even Burfine. It was the other. Oh, like, I know. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking oh about. My other God. lady. Yep. 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 That, um, fucking, I, <laughs> that bitch gave me a detention. My. And then I went down to the dean and the dean looked at the list and was like, I look at like the little thing. And it was just like, had this look like that's fucking ridiculous. And it still <laughs> made me serve the detention. <laughs> they didn't like you. <laughs> so fuck you, mullet lady. And fuck you, Miss Croco. For giving me my oh, Saturday mate minor. Shit. I don't care. Mine was mine was romantic. I was late. I kept being late to class because I was talking to my girlfriend at the time in the hallways, and they were they didn't they're like, you fight you late again, Dan. Eden. Oh <laughs> they gave me a Saturday detention. Wow. Did uh, you just sit there and write love notes to your girlfriend the entire time? Uh even cringier. I wrote uh lyrics to uh the kind of music that's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I touch it once. I touch uh, it once. I was I was really into American Idiot at the time. That'll give you a flavor of of the of the lyrics. So were you writing so, about how her love was like the Iraq War? I was like, I'm Saint Jimmy in my mind, right? And it's like a different personality. But in the end, Jimmy blows his own brains out. Spoilers into the bay. Okay. But in a state of mind, it's my own private suicide. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I got to step back because I don't. I, I, I really I don't do. Know. But I got the <laughs> lyrics. That's from Homecoming. I'm, I still love you guys, even though your last four albums were shit. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Areola. <laughs> Let's yes, talk that's about true. Ariola, Shannon yeah. Elizabeth, because she spent and she has a terrific racket. I'm sorry to sound like a fucking gross dude. Amazing rack in American Pie. And she's like flaunting it for like 10 minutes of the movie. So they have to make fun of this somehow in this movie. And they do with this foreign exchange student. Ariola. I watched uh, because it's the only one I have. And this is another thing we talked about on the Dumb and Dumber 90 over 90 is unrated cuts of movies. Uh, I own the unrated cut of not another teen movie, but was familiar enough with what is yes. new that I didn't have to worry about getting confused for what is and is not new. Also, that DVD is shit because there are some times where the picture very clearly changes when oh, they add no. back in a scene oh. where you're like, where did cutting that room all- floor shit? Ooh, yeah, like this this color not color match. graded. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Spoilers. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. You go ahead. 
no, I was just going to say they, they go a little further than this uh, movie. It gives you with her and it's, she's it, horny. It, isn't it's, she? It's really just, and I guess there is one point where I, I am. Uh, I do forget. How much does her accent change in this movie? I, think it's I don't consistent. Yeah. I feel like, it okay. Is too. Because in the unrated cut, there's a scene where like Janie is walking her around and she's just like, I noticed that your accent is kind of <laughs> shifty. And and she literally changes from like Indian to like British in that's the, in, great. Like, in a, in one sentence. That's funny. And uh, uh, yeah, it's like, it's literally just like a 15 second scene that they, I feel and, like they could have uh, left in yeah. and would have been worth it. It was a funny it, gag. That is funny. And the also in the unrated, doesn't she? She hooks up with uh, Sam Levine in yes, the third act. Th- th- yeah, that yeah. everybody kind of gets their own little. Yeah, I, I, I was. <laughs> that was the thing that I was struck with while watching this movie last night. I was like, I can't believe that everybody in this unrated version gets their own little like success story at the end. Like everybody yeah. kind of connects with the person that they need to connect with to have a happy ending it's kind of i get kind of tired of that like as in this it works because it's a parody it's a satire or whatever in other movies though it's like well you're a featured character and you're friends with that one i'm friends with this one we better hook up like i'm tired of that in the third act i'm just yeah i hate it um and then what's worse is if they hate each other throughout like most of it and they're like well i hate you let's have sex (laughs) they yeah yeah I used to be annoyed by that until I encountered a real life situation. And I was like, wow, that can actually work. <laughs> I hate you so much. I want to just. Brr. Yeah. Um, like, like a deep sure. loathing for years. And then they get like <laughs> seriously together. Anyhow, oh, man, but no, the, the, act, the actors playing the, uh, the Ford exchange student was uh, Serena Vincent, who would go okay. on to be in uh, Eli Roth's cabin fever as one of the main characters. Uh-huh. So she does not in fact have an accent. Um, is she the one who shaves her leg? I, yes, I'm, I'm oh. pretty sure that was her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, that part, man. Just thinking about that, Jerry. You don't even know, do you? No, but your Good. reaction and the words "shave her leg" make me think so much worse than it probably actually is. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> the characters in this mo- in Cabin Fever get like this skin disease, and they all go to uh. a cabin in the woods. And it just makes her skin like really fragile. So at one point yep. she's shaving her legs and she shaves yep. her leg. Mm. She ah. literally carrot peels her legs. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. Okay. <laughs> we ah. all got the reaction we were hoping for. <laughs> Baby <Right>. sheep. Ah. <laughs> um, so the game, the big game's coming up, but Jake has some PTSD from an event, a Rudy like event that happened way back in the day when his aggressive coach it happened allowed season. It happened last year <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Marty is his name. The Rudy yeah. guy, the coach. I love the coach. He's, his thing is just like the Mr. I don't want to do this with Eric Christian Olsen. His thing is just spitting and saying, God damn it. At well, the end of every he's sentence. The, he's John Voigt from varsity blues pretty much. Yeah. Ah, that's yeah. right. But here's here's a question. Confession time, guys. I have never seen Rudy. Me wait in school. I have. They made us watch it. Wow. I wish I went yeah. to that school. Um, but no. And so, Angus. Yeah. In our <laughs> get this. In Sorry. our in our computer class, our typing class that we were Angus all required and to Rudy. Take, yeah. There'd uh-huh. be a certain point where he's like, Well, I'm out of things to teach you. So we're gonna put on the movie Angus, and they're gonna put on hey. a success story, Rudy. Speaking of Green Day, good Green Day, Angus. <laughs> wow. All right. 
So, but, so out of things to teach you, like, so everyone's like master typist by the end of this fucking class. So you just watch movies. I mean, once you know where all the keys are, there's only once... so much that they can physically do to like everything else is pretty much. You're just following the program on the screen and getting your well, score at the end. Jerry, what was it? It was, it was Guam. I just don't know what it stood for. It was an acronym, but it was words, something minute. Uh, it was words per minute. If you can get your Guam up, then you can watch Rudy. You know, but if you're an idiot and you're a dumb shit and you can't type, then you're just a pecker and get the fuck out of here. I I remember Guam. I was always told (laughs) that getting my Guam up or my pecker in typing class was a no-no. But anyway, um, (laughs) I I just I was from a different era because we didn't learn to type on screens. We learned from books. But um, no, uh, don't get me started on core common common core math. Oh, I yikes! I know what I was talking about, Rudy. Was this a Rudy parody of this character? Because I was thinking, and this is again showing my age, about Lucas, the, the Corey Haim football movie from 1985. Ooh, maybe both. No idea. Because he's the shrimpy little kid with um, mm-hmm. you know big glasses and he wanted to play football and they put him in and there was like this horrible, <laughs> he didn't get killed, but he got horribly maimed at the end of Let's Rudy. Hell of a film. Let's like everybody's see. in that. It's, uh, Winona Ryder and Charlie Sheen and like a, and yeah, it's like horrible. Yeah, y- you're. You're right. It is uh, Rudy and Lucas are listed in list of movies parodied in not another teen movie. Mm. So we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. You know what else is? This is fucked up. I don't know if I trust. It. I like all this list except for it parodies airplane. How does it parody airplane? Yeah, I don't know. Everything else though oh, checks out. I, I do know how at the very mm. end when Jake is going to get laney in the airport he does the they do the whole gag with the parking zone which mm. was an airplane okay but that's not really okay. a parody of airplane that's just doing a similar setup with different jokes so that's yeah lame there's such a line to you know that's and they, they didn't cross i don't know they're writing it but yeah. uh speaking of writing it guys uh where's this going? chris <laughs> chris evans really wants to hook up with janie because this bet he's trying everything he can and he's getting his sister involved and the sister gives her the makeover of a lifetime by letting down her hair and taking off her glasses <laughs> and that's it she's, she's ready genius. <laughs> <I'm a> genius. <laughs> and so chris evans starts to notice her a little bit more and uh maybe he's starting to get a little more feelings for her and then he coaxes her over to his house he's got a whole varsity blues thing in his house going because i love this gag the dad from ferris bueller is his dad and he is doing the i don't want your life thing from varsity blues where his dad is trying to impose but they take it to the hilarious extreme where he's trying to give him his job and his wife his mom like as a rebound it's so funny and so the mom's willing to fuck him the sister wants to fuck him the dad sounds like modern porn the dad's looking to be a cuck in this whole situation yeah this is a fucked up family this is modern porn ew weiler family they're you know what they they got that juice money they got that powdered drink money is what they got weilers ew when you can't afford kool-aid go with weilers i love i love the mom in this because she doesn't say anything she's just kind of brought into the room and she looks alternately like what's going on oh this is going on i like what's going on like within a two second look um, but it's, no, the, if you want to see the extreme version they, of how the situation ends up, watch movie 43. <laughs> oh, do they have the line or, in this movie? or porn today on any porn <laughs> channel? 
No, it's actually uh, they do they do a version of this with the really uncomfortable teenage boy coming into his own with his parents who are like really into each other and him, but it's Liev Shriver and Naomi Watts as the parents. <laughs> Fully hilarious. A bit. Yeah. No, but in this movie, is it does oh. she does the mom have the of a line because there's a line in the unrated cut that made me laugh and I don't know I could that was another thing I couldn't remember. What is no, it? I don't think so. She's, she sits there on the bed and there's this brief pause and she's like, "Do you prefer to be on top, sweetie?" <laughs> and she's Ew. like, "Mom." Ew. No, we didn't get it's that like, in the uh, it's rated. It's the way cut. that she kind of leans in, all kind of like, "Sweetie, do you like?" <laughs> it's like, so yeah. It's it's so innocent, but like yeah. filthy. Um, so that's going on. And then also he brings Janie over to his house and he does the whipped cream bikini that Allie Larder does in varsity blues and like embarrasses himself. Cause she leaves just like in the movie. And, uh, I think he ditches her in that. Right. I never I saw haven't varsity seen, blues. It, it's a varsity blues. Isn't too bad. Actually. Like Ian, have you seen varsity blues once in the theater a long time ago? It's not too bad. Um, but yeah, I think anyway, yeah, he leaves or she leaves. And uh, he's still trying and he does the 10 things I hate about you uh, ploy that his sister tries to once again, she's kind of masterminding it for both of them because, you know, she's trying to it's part of all part of the bet because like in Cruel Intentions, Sarah Michelle Geller has a thing going with uh, Riot Felipe or whatever, where she gets to like fuck him if like this bet with Reese Witherspoon doesn't go through where he gets to take her virginity. It's so that's going on in this movie with uh, this uh, analog. So he does the singing in the stadium, like Heath Ledger. Uh, <laughs> this is in the trailer. He does the Janie's Got a Gun, Aerosmith uh, parody kind of deal. And then they think she has a gun. And it's pretty hilarious to see her get chased in a wide by security and then get tased on the ground. Oh, I want to take one brief moment to go back. I don't want to digress too much, but like going mm-hmm. back to that football game. I was watching that scene and I was like, man. Oh, yeah. We don't even talk I, about what happened with Marty. That's true. We glossed over Marty. Marty gets torn in two. But he, yes, uh, uh, on Chris Evans's watch. So he feels bad about that. But I'm watching the, the scene where he's given his little like pep talk speech. And I'm like, fuck, no wonder this guy becomes Captain America. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm jazzed up right now and I hate football. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, got that. there is that that scene also had the um, the bring it on homage. Oh, with the uh, with the the wasps versus the I can't remember, it was like the, the North the Compton black... Wildcats right <laughs> North Compton Wildcats it's an all black cheerleader squad versus pretty much an all white cheerleader squad and the whole mm-hmm. idea is you know you stole our our cheers and they're like we didn't steal anything and they start doing it and they they're like we're the wild we're the North <laughs> Compton Wildcats literally every line we ain't of white their... we ain't white <laughs> and then they end it they end it with an end bomb that's <laughs> right like, once again jesus right. i mean it's it's funny but like ugh, i think it works <laughs> and that that one works for me like oh, as, a white, totally as a white man it works for me oh I, really yes i shouldn't <laughs> i know. shouldn't question i shouldn't question the logic of it but i was like so wait i mentioned north compton doing this they're like going we ain't white <laughs> we ain't white just a bunch of black girls chanting that they're all right that's fine that's fine um <laughs> That's the best part of it is that like just by stealing it word for word, every line that they say or sing Mm -hmm. is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) You are the North Compton. You're you're lying right off the bat. 
Yeah, just bold face. And um, I like it made me think about the actual movie, Bring It On, because it is basically about a white cheerleading squad versus a black one. I'm like, I could see how people this movie would not hold up today. Uh, just bring it on. Something as seemingly as innocuous as that. It's like, it. is there a race war going on in the subtext of this movie? Well, it's. I mean, race was was part of the subtext of that that film. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I know mm. that it's got a big cult following. And I think they did a couple of sequels, and they I think they were either going to try and remake it or something. I, I haven't heard, but um, I see. Yeah, it was it was good. I mean, Peyton Reed hasn't gotten canceled since directing it. He's doing Ant Men's, so it's fine. <laughs> well, he also did, didn't he do Fantastic Four as well? I mean, if he can survive that. Ooh, did he? Or was that was that Peyton Reed? Maybe that was I got to look it up now. Well, I'm going to find out. Peyton. Oh, Reed. that was uh, Tim story. Tim story. Did the, yeah. Okay. Tim story. I think he's a Columbia alum. Uh, actually, my alma mater. So that good for you, Tim cocaine. story. Oh, wait. Don't forget. Don't <laughs> forget yes, man. Too. Oh, yeah. Columbia. I'm talking South America, baby. <laughs> Just I was keyed up through college, baby. My septum non-existent. You know, it's uh, fucked up. I, I forgot about this, too. Peyton Reed, one of the ways that he got his start, the Weird Al show. That's right. That's right. He's a Weird Al uh, completely buddy. forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I don't. I don't want to digress too much, but here we go. I was just on Reddit, and uh, you guys know John Hodgman. Yeah. yeah. He he's got that new show. It's uh, Private Dicks. I think it's a cartoon. And uh, Weird Al does the theme, and they were doing an AMA. So I said, hey, Weird Al does a theme. I think that's awesome. Can you guys tell me about Weird Al? And they both had him and the other guy who made that show both had really great Weird Al uh, things to say. I so defy I, thank you, thank you for find, answering me. I, defy, I know. I defy the I internet to find one negative thing about Weird Al. I know. It's it's kind of like a, I lobbed them a softball. I'm just happy that John Hodgman said uh, I replied to Butt McWieners on Reddit. <laughs> Maybe that's the only reason why. But McWieners, but if you guys McWieners. want to look look me up on uh, on Reddit. <laughs> oh God! Be, uh, okay, that wouldn't that be ask me anything? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so after the football game, because we have yeah. been bouncing around, he, uh, mm-hmm. at, you know, ECO uh, gets uh, Chris Evans, Eric to, Christian Olsen, yes, yeah. ECO, <laughs> eco, eco friendly. Gets, I'm very eco friendly, by the way. Mr. I'm eco-friendly over here. I want that on a fucking t-shirt. Just a picture of Eric Christian Olsen that just says, dude, if if we ever, if we ever got a t-shirt shop that I would want that as a design for sure. And people would be like, who is that guy on your shirt? If you don't know, he's an an actor from 21 years ago. Oh, you mean you don't know? Whatever. Don't don't talk to me. You don't know eco. (laughs) If you have to ask, you're not good enough to know. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. If you don't know, you're not in the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like DVDA. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he uh, Chris Evans reveals to Janie that he made the bet because Eric Christian Olsen whispers into his ear that he's going to whisper into her ear. that something that's going to make <laughs> Chris Evans reveal the big secret. That's right. And he gets mad and then they get into a dance off. And it, like, it's gross because he's with his sister at the prom and uh it's it's just yeah they're dirty dancing like what first of all you took your sister to the prom i know some people have done that before and maybe like it's fine depending on who you are but like it's creepy in this context (laughs) it don't work for this family yeah Mm -mm. Mm -mm. so they're dirty dancing and you think that one or the other is gonna win prom queen right i mean 
it's just it's all there. Good Charlotte's there. They're playing. <laughs> um, technically, my band open for them. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, one time they played at the Rave Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, and we, when I was in a band uh, in 2008 to 2010, we had a lot of pay-to-play gigs, which is fucked up and stupid. And one of them was playing at the Rave in a different room, but technically opening for good charlotte because it was in the same venue (laughs) and that's what happened in 2009 or 10 and then we broke up um did you get to good charlotte Charlotte? we did not but i did walk past uh uh, metro station (laughs) do you remember them that's uh trace cyrus that's billy ray's son (laughs) he was in the band and their single was shake 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 it remember that song Oh, I, I do. I didn't know that was mm-hmm. when you said that, you they were by Metro Station. I thought you were going to say, and in that Metro Station or out of that Metro Station, <laughs> walk. <laughs> oh, yeah. So then they were like, cool venue, cool venue. One, he had his hood up, They're like looking around. Cool, cool. <laughs> they seem like nice guys. Uh, all right. So prom happens. The game happens. They end up winning, right? That's before prom. I know I'm getting shit confused, but. It all kind of builds up to the airplane, the airport chase. Uh, she's going to Paris Art School, which at the airport <laughs> well, says. <laughs> now at the prom, uh, yeah, yeah. we will say that. A lot uh, happens. Is, is it the prom or is it? Because we also forgot about Preston's party, which is. Oh, yeah. Party. There's a big party as well. Where Janie gets over. drunk. Yeah. And she says, I'm a golden god. Parody's uh, almost famous, jumps in the pool. She embarrasses herself. And Chris Evan kind of sees like she's, I don't know, going through some shit, you know, I don't know. This was, that was the one scene where I was kind of, well, the two scenes I was disappointed in this movie. One was the breakfast club uh, bit because that, kind oh, of going, yeah, back yeah, to, yeah. going back to Ebert's thing, a lot of it was just repetition of the breakfast club. It wasn't until yeah. you got into the whole, like, you know, you want to know the detention and they started, you know, Bobo, like, Bobo, I'm like, what oh, the fuck was going that was on here? stupid anyway. I hated that. that. It, 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 went it really is forever. the worst, worst. I confused. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. But the other bit was the golden God scene because uh, Janie gets humiliated in front of everybody. And then she kind of runs off with her arms flapping and crying. It reminded <laughs> me. It reminded me of the bit from Scary Movie yep. where I was at Tori Spelling. She she gets into a fight with her boyfriend or something. Uh, was it was that uh, Luke Wilson? Um, was this the parody inside the parody movie in Scary Movie? Oh, yeah. Luke Wilson was definitely one of the stab actors. I know yes. that. Yes, right. absolutely. I think, I think it was in that movie. And then Tori Spelling was the girlfriend in that scene. That's right. And mm-hmm. she runs away screaming or crying. And she runs away like all flapping, <laughs> arms flapping like a big tantrum. And I'm like, they're just repeating that bit. Maybe they're counting yeah. on someone not having seen Scary Movie, the biggest or- successful parody movie in decades. I thought you were going to say Scary Movie 2 when Anna Ferris says, I'm not crazy. <laughs> she runs away. Just play. She's way better than most of the cast in this. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be fair. Except uh, for Jamie Anna- Presley, who's on the show with her. I was going to say, yep. she's also on Moms. Yeah. There you go. And all of them, all of them pale in comparison to Allison Janney. So. Who is in American <laughs> Beauty, which I saw 13 times in the theater. It's full circle. You guys. Right. Exciting. The the, the 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 she's got the pills she's all kind of catatonic the or whatever. best episode ever yep 
This is so it's at it's it's at the prom that uh Jimmy Neutron is able to give uh brother the, yeah. the uh the, the Lacey Chabert character her uh her note mm-hmm. uh, Allah can't hardly wait and he's gonna get a handy in it's a good message if you write the girl of your dreams a note professing your love you'll get jerked off guys mm-hmm. 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 yeah do it um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's at the prom too that in the unrated cut, Ariola gets together with uh, with Sam, Sam Levine. Levine. They mm-hmm. they they have their moment. It might be later than that. Chris Klein gets then, the uh... Chris Klein having the best the best moment in the movie or one of the what, best moments. What's that? Wait, like that is appalling. Is fine in and of itself, but then there's that that really upsets me. Like the way that <laughs> the the delivery on that really upsets me. I can't believe no one's ever taking a dump on your chest. (laughs) You can keep that part. You can cut it off. It that really upsets me, and I'd be happy with that. Like that's funny. He 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 poop shames her, and she has to walk away. (laughs) I just love. Instead, instead they hook up, and he's gonna take a dump on her chest. So everybody, Eco goes to the motel with Jamie Presley afterwards. And uh, the, he's doing the, some weird physical shit when he's humping her. He's like looking like back and forth. I feel like they're <laughs> making a fake movie because she's just banging on the headboard with her hands. <laughs> she's got her full dress on and he's still got his boxers on. And he's, yeah. the other guy's just sitting there videotaping it. All right. The American Beauty guy is. I feel like they're yeah. making a movie for mass distribution. <laughs> <laughs> like a, maybe a Showtime uh, 1 a.m. title. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, Chris Evans, because he's, oh, we totally, and it's because they play it this way. The, the one black character, we, we have yeah. to talk about the one black character. Dion Richmond. He, yes. He, yeah. He, he, to his credit, Great. keeps popping up and he, he knows what he's relegated to in the movie. And it's, it's, it's it can be a tough pill to swallow, but if you're on board as an actor and like, this is what I'm doing, then this is, he commits and he does. He's the he is the the token black guy in every scene who goes, damn, that's whack. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> damn shit. And that is whack. Or the variation. Mm-hmm. Damn, that shit is whack. Yeah. Well, he goes to the party and he sees oh, who's this actor from Cruel Intentions. Oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, I'm gonna have to look it up. But he sees this other other black guy at the party. He's like, uh, excuse me, but uh, I am the one black guy at this party. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm Sean sorry, Patrick man. Thomas. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, yeah, he shows up. And the cool thing about that is I don't think this movie came out until the oh, it came out. These movies came out in the same year, but the movie Save the Last Dance with Julia Stiles. Yes, he was the actor in that movie. Thank um, you. Yeah. And so he's in like two of these teen style movies. He's but actually the, the reveal yeah. of him, like because Dion Richmond's character sees him in the kitchen and you just see the back of this guy who's obviously another black person. And then when he turns around, it's not like a comedic <laughs> bit. They kind of play it completely straight as if like they were on the movie set. And there's like, wait a second. There's only supposed to be one black guy in this movie. And, and it's, it's to me. It's like, oh, it's cool. man. <laughs> it's played more like the other actor is way more famous than he is. And therefore kind of, his, yeah. his, well, his whole appearance in it's of itself is funny as a cameo. He, but that's not really yeah. the case. 
He kind of had, well, to be fair, it's, you hit it there, Ian. It's uh, Save the Last Dance, Cruel Intentions, but he's also in Can't Hardly Wait. So he kind of has like was minor he? vet status when it comes to these kinds of movies. Yes. He was I the guy who said, I had to, he's the guy who says, I had the hugest boner when we were dancing to That's Amanda. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. He's the nerd. It's all about the memories. And he hooks up with Melissa Joan Hart, who ends up in this movie as the slow clap uh, girl who tells the guides the guy. Tells him you'll know when it's the right time to do a slow clap. That's another weird thing about the fact that Melissa Joan Hart is in this movie because she's like she's still yeah. not fully out of this stage of her <laughs> acting. You know, it's like I so know it, it is weird. It's like oh, the legend, the legendary yeah. Melissa Joan Hart came in. I know you watch it now and you're like, oh, she must have been a legend by then, but really she was just like kind of chipping at that legend. If yeah, you want to call still her legend, doing you know? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yeah. I think at that point. Yeah, it's not like when Molly Ringwald shows up at the end and you're exactly. like, oh, OK, exactly. cameo. That's going to, you know, right. I guess this is funny. Her but, eyes are funny in her cameo. She uh. bugs them out like crazy in this performance. <laughs> it's like, did you just get a surgery done or something? Listen, I, I want to talk about that Sean Patrick Thomas thing, because, Dan, you blew mm -hmm. me away when you mentioned who he was, who he played and can't hardly wait. Cause I remember that character. I don't remember it being him because you're mm -hmm. right. He was kind of a nerdy, like hanger on, but that's not who he plays in the other kind of films that he's in. So it's almost like the Clark Kent wearing the glasses thing. Like, <laughs> it just takes one little tweak of a performance. So like he's unrecognizable to me. It's just a testament to his range. He could do Urkel. He could do fucking cool, cool guy. And I don't mean to be cynical, but I mean, like he could be too, that's totally polar opposites you know yeah. how many how many teen actor movie actors get to do that you know so uh ledger did it and he died over it <laughs> what, what are the where was he a nerd in oh i mean he's just the t was the teen actor. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> i was like i'm trying to i'm trying to meet you here i mean like you know a, a lovable teen actor uh, could you imagine his joker been... performance in 10 things i hate about you <laughs> No, oh man. Well, when you think about it as an origin story for Robin and the Joker, 10 Things I Hate About You, it's actually pretty genius. Because mm -hmm. Joseph Gordon Levitt is Robin and the Joker is uh, the guy he's uh, helping out. So, yeah, it's an origin story for those two. And my God, what weird casting it is when, when it's announced that Joseph Gordon Levitt is going to join the cast of chris nolan's third batman movie and we're like he's not going to be replacing the joker right because they look exactly <laughs> the fuck alike he he has a type doesn't he nolan between tom hardy joseph gordon levitt and the other guy we just were i forgot they he, they have the same heath ledger we have the same kind of look don't they yeah, like the bit. dark features and kind of beady eyes yeah. kind of look i like i really like that look so i like has. my white my white my white men wait way to go way to go <laughs> Um, do you think Nolan was intimidating Pattinson on the set of Tenet? Like, how'd you gonna be Batman? Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, good luck with this stunt. Oh, okay, guys, I think we're ready. <laughs> like <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you, Chris Nolan. Like, do you want to make another Batman movie? What the fuck hey, do you give hey, a shit? God are, damn it, shut the are you fuck guys, up. Are you guys shooting any sequences in IMAX? No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't um, know. How about you, Chris? We're shooting the whole movie. The whole movie. Cuts him off. Yeah, we're doing the whole. We're doing a whole movie. Actually, we're just going to do fifty minutes for the aspect ratio. Aren't you going to have to like basically the loop the whole movie again afterwards because of the audio? Yes, yes, we are. And it's going to be <laughs> yeah. tremendously difficult. Yeah. It's going to look good if you can go to a theater. And dedication. 
dedication. I want, I want you guys craft. to do an entire show of this conversation. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's it's Christopher Nolan's angel and devil talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're both rather polite, though. Mm. Patents just kind of bullying Pattinson at lunch <laughs> between it's takes the, the British way of bullying it's just it's really <laughs> passive aggressive so mm-hmm. be Batman huh do mm. you think he can do better than Christian Bale mm. I wonder mm. I question it you're really, five, eat, everyone. You're, you're really gonna eat that donut Robert you're looking a little I don't know anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking like you uh, might not fit in the suit <laughs> mm. Mm. A lot of mmms. Mm. Um, <laughs> your head is getting a little big for that cowl, I think, Robert. <laughs> so um, uh, there's a big airport airport scene. He goes to she's going to Paris Art School. He has yes. to chase her directly. And the, uh, direct flight yeah. to the Paris to the art school in Paris. <laughs> During the game, we met the wise janitor played by Mr. T, <laughs> and he Which gives I did him inspiration. Not understand why? Like, what's the the Mr. T? as the cameo is confusing to me mm-hmm. i guess it's they think it's a trope that's worthy of examining in this movie but i really don't think there is like there's a janitor in breakfast club of course he's wise but like what else <laughs> i don't know is there one in varsity blues because that's in the I varsity blues moment but i don't remember point being my bigger question is why is it mr t i, I don't, don't know. know like uh, because he's missed it's funny haha <laughs> i guess it's like you know it'd be like putting rip taylor or something like in there like one of those types of cameos that i don't i don't like that mm-hmm. well, here's the thing i i completely forgot about the mr t cameo so when he shows up he first uh, shows up on the football uh at the game where jake's on the bench and he's in the, like this head to toe rain slicker and the first thing i thought of would be like when he opened it up was like wait is that bruce willis from unbreakable <laughs> <laughs> i know like, what you oh, did no, last summer team. that's that's what i was like it's like in literally if you look in the background of one of those shots of the football game he's standing there in that mm. raincoat holding oh a hook. oh like, okay he's literally holding a that. hook wow so he's okay. doing the i know what you did like like a really lazy lazy parody of that and maybe they cut it, it out that's why they didn't get it because does, it doesn't belong in well yeah. i didn't get the the i understand what you guys are saying and i buy it now but that that look was very specific. That was like the Gorton's fisherman thing. This was like a like a straight up like just like a almost like a body bag as a raincoat. <laughs> Whatever they were going for failed. Yes. Um, and Mr. but T. he he thinks about Christopher Nolan thinks, versus Mr. T. Oh God. It's a moth. Yeah. Uh they, uh, he thinks about the the wise words that the wise janitor gave to him at the foot at the airport. He's like uh, something about like be the ball or something Believe like that. Leave in the ball and throw yeah. yourself. <laughs> and he throws it and it hits uh, Janie in the back of the head. Great. See when he and said throw he yourself, her. I thought he was going to throw his entire body across the airport and like crash into her or something like that. <laughs> like that tackle her, spear <laughs> her ass. Yeah. Uh, nice shot, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one hey, thing I want to I want yeah. to skip past this because I think it happened earlier. Mm-hmm. I was it the scene. Uh, maybe it was I, I'm trying to figure out which scene it was because it's almost like a city setting. 
-hmm. but at one point we see some like business windows and it's so dark that you can barely make it out. But one of the businesses is Spicoli's. Oh yeah. Uh... It's, when, it's, it's when they're running, when uh, Chris Evans and the ducky guy are running, racing, yeah. racing to Jamie, Janie's house. Okay. And that, another one of my favorite moments when he's running across the street and like everyone is stopping and they're all yelling at him like you'll never be more than a friend like <laughs> yeah she's not they into all, you <laughs> they're all abreast of the situation yeah. with Ricky and her That's yeah one of the best lines um don't forget that uh hey guys uh John Benjamin is uh in this movie why am I in this movie why do I show up in it I don't know every time I do a voice Jared's like kicks down my door and says <laughs> I'm Here's sorry, the I better just, version. I, just, I literally just want to get in on the fun. I'm not trying to compete. <laughs> I just Every want to be time. a part of something. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, here's my That's archer. Not, it's not true. You, you do some better than I do. Maybe that was some. really good. It was really good. Oh, thanks, Jerry. I'll put it up see, on the fridge. See, you do the low <laughs> register. And uh, I do okay. going up there like this. I do the Bob's Burgers and you do Archer. I'll stay in my lane. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I'm All I'm right. doing Bob. You're doing oh. you're doing your guy. Okay. Stop, <laughs> stop slapping your knee. What? This is a hole punch, by the way. This is not a stress uh, thing. Well, if you'd stop slapping your knee, maybe you could do more hole punching. I'm not slapping my knee, Ian. You can clearly see that. I, I know you're trying to go for a bit. It's very funny, but I'm not doing that right now. I feel like you're slapping, knocking down my door. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of door knocking going on here. Like the animosity is thick right now, guys. Absolutely. We've been doing this way too long. All because of H. John Benjamin. <laughs> it really is. Like It's all his fault. That Bob's who? Never mind. Never I'll tell mind. you who Nick and his family. That's who watches Bob's Burgers. Okay. Because like, I don't even want to judge people who like Bob's Burgers because the same people who like Bob's Burgers are probably going to be the same people who like my cartoon, Todd Plum. It's premiering on 42022. Uh, if you like BoJack, if you like that kind of thing, existential dread, if you like awkward cartoon characters, you're going to like my sitcom. Well, that's called that. Todd Plum. Check it out on YouTube. And that was a Todd plug, everybody. Hey, oh. Yep. So yeah, he nails Janie in the back of the head and then Molly Ringwald comes up and I don't know what she did, but like she's tweaking or at least is holding <laughs> back her tweaking because her eyes are bugging out of her head. I remember being it's in the fix. theater. I, I literally remember being in the theater and laughing more at the way that she looked in the scene than anything that was being said in the scene. I feel bad, but she did look kind of like scary in the scene. She's just, she's bugging them out. It's freaky. She's bugging, bugging them eyes like Kevin Smith every time he poses for a picture with a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Smith. Uh, I can't wait for Clerks Three. I can't wait for Clerks Three. I'm, I'm super excited. Literally can't. I've been trying to tweet him to get him to cut out a couple minutes from the movie to get it under nine, <laughs> so we can literally, so we can legit talk about it. Has he given a runtime? He has. It's, it's like 94 minutes or something like that. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Like, nice. it, that's gonna be my child. Like, a big portion. Like I, I imagine all of us. Yeah. Uh, quick plug for something else I'm not actually associated with, but I'm going to try and go to Fan Expo here in Chicago, formerly Wizard World this summer. Like everybody is going to be there. Like mm. Smith, Muse, uh, Dante and Randall. I think even the <laughs> fucking Chulies guy is going to be there. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to try and go. 
That's great. I, I didn't know that. I, I actually, I haven't been to a Comic Con in so long that I. That's what Wizard World is now. Is Fan yeah. Expo? I think this okay. is the first year that they're that they've switched the branding. Got it. That's because Wizard isn't really a thing anymore, is it? Did I? No. Totally there's that. one more. Yeah. Speaking of Dante, I actually he did a con. It was last Wizard World when it was with Chicago or whatever. And uh, Brian O'Halloran, you paid like you know a certain amount of money, and he would do you know a video. I did it for past and future guest Mike Clapoff for his birthday. So now whenever he, it's his birthday, he can play a, a personalized Dante message from oh. Brian O'Halloran. Yeah. Quick so. Brian O'Halloran story. We're friends mm -hmm. on Facebook after having met at a convention like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And on my birth, my 37th birthday, <laughs> he actually posted 37. <laughs> That's uh, I love. He seems like such a nice guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And a, a guy who has to appreciate the fact that he was in that movie because he's not really this doing point, much else. By this point, he really has to embrace it. And he does, I think. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, I would willing, I'm willing to bet he's making more money from con appearances yeah, than he would dude. be from doing an actual movie. Like, Seriously. Probably, yeah. There's a lot of money in those. Um, so and that's not a, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a mark on him getting work. No, no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. There's a lot Except of money the in the listeners. Yeah. Um, what? How does this movie end? So Molly Ringwald is all like, give him a good, give her a good speech. And he's just like, this is a waste of time. I'm going to go be Captain America and you're going to go <laughs> be on that 80s show. It's just not going oh, to be the oof, two of us. Oof. Um, Billy. And, oof. Yeah. Oof. The original that 80s show, because they are going to be doing another. They're that bringing it show, back. Is, That's right. But like a sequel to that 70s show, whereas that 80s show was just here's a different set of people how are they gonna get danny masterson like fucking off never mind <laughs> never mind how never gonna, mind how are they gonna pull that one off i wonder fucking good, scientology good, good luck to you netflix for doing that and um, fucking don't you already feel like the flash is doomed in dc speaking of controversy yes yes because I do. of his recent news also Oh, I, yeah. well, he had problems before that. Like, yes, he, was, he like, did vi video of him assaulting people before that. And they're still like, no, we're going to we're just going to let this ride out. Dude, like Fuck your flash, flash is fucked. Your flash Fuck is Ezra fucked. Miller. Fuck Ezra Miller, I'll say, because the flash, like if just maybe they'll add reshoots and it'll just make it a 90 percent Batman movie and that'll be fine. <laughs> I was going to say that's that's funny because that's the only thing people cared about with Morbius or the new Flash is the fact that fucking Michael Keaton shows up <laughs> as versions Keaton of his former power. characters, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And gets none of the blame for anything that happens too. That's the best thing that Michael <laughs> Keaton he's in the greatest position right now. He can do everything and take none of the blame. I did hear about his cameo at the end of Morbius and it's confusing because I don't think the filmmakers quite fucking understand what's going on. I, I that's would, a whole other conversation. Yeah, argue that they don't. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he they basically he's just like, let's not, you know, like he gives her a, a speech. He rips off two teen movies and then they call him out and then he gives a speech of saying we're wasting our time and I'm just going to fuck somebody else and you're probably going to do the same. Mm -hmm. And then a stupid joke of just like that was obviously from Karate Kid. Yeah, <laughs> none of those lines were from Karate Kid. And then amazing they, guess, if they were. I guess they get together. <laughs> well, and, they do. Uh, and that's, this is where I liked Molly Ringwald's uh, bug eyed kind of exasperation is because even when Jake says all this stuff to Janie, she's like, I think it can work out like, you know, and Molly Ringwald is like, 
you're fucking hopeless. It just <laughs> turns and walks away. <laughs> she's and, like, be uh, strong. Have some self-respect for yourself as a, as a strong woman. And she's like, I love you, Jake. And Molly Ringwald's like, this generation's fucked. Not, in not so many words. <laughs> and then, like, I think they just play a cover of uh, Melts With You, pop punk. And then you see, like, kind of like a montage of, like, just kind of wrap up funny gags, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you see the cast that kind of do they do a, like a roll call kind of deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they go through the cast, but like it's just shots from the movie. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you'll get outtake shots or other shots. And this is just oh, we saw funny, these funny freeze frames. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and did you stick around for the for the post credit sequence, Jer? I did not. Is it mid mid credit or post? Which one? Because there's I'm pretty Randy sure post. Randy. Randy? No. Okay. Credits. Okay. Randy does he he does a three way. That's Is that's a, a, like a mid credit stinger where yeah. he fucks three two pies and he says it's a threesome. And mm-hmm. then there's another thing. I gotta assume that there's a fair. It's a Ferris Bueller thing. Nope. And you're you're. I'm Seems glad like a wasted didn't... opportunity. Well, I'm glad you didn't stick around for it because we go back to our albino guitar player. That's oh. right. Oh. That's right. That's no. right. No. I, yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I she's think playing she's... about. She's like, How somebody she... please kill me. <laughs> I am legally blind and I can't see. And then you hear a voice. Jerry, love those voice things. When they go, let's, st- let's steal her guitar. Yeah. They, they say that. And then it cuts away. <laughs> uh, that's it. The end. You get a nice Great. close up of the eyes, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those, this those... is coming from somebody who owned an albino cockatiel at one point who also had pink eyes. He was this cool. Was, this was these a human is scarier little dinosaur having a little tiny dinosaur in a cage with mm-hmm. pink eyes mm-hmm. who can pretty cool take your finger <laughs> off if they really wanted to <laughs> pretty cool pretty cool that's uh i think that's it anything else yeah. any other moments that we glossed over that we want to- um no, I don't think so. Uh, there's an Anthony Michael dining hall in this film. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. Seems like there was a lot more opportunities for better cameos that maybe people turned down for whatever reason. I don't. Know. I read the script, guys. Said no. <laughs> did you guys catch? Uh, I didn't catch the Anthony Michael dining hall. That's clever. But did you see what the name of the football field was in the in the big game? No. Mm-mm. Harry Dean Stadium. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's. Pretty good. That's it almost wordplay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just nice to get a shout out to Harry Dean Stanton, to be honest, really. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Good for Harry Dean. For HDS. HDS, right. sir. Eco, eco, yeah, HD, eco-friendly and HDS. Yep. HDS. Um, that is Not Another Teen Movie. Not Another Teen Movie from 2001, directed by Joel Gallen. And uh, probably the last parody movie we're going to do for quite a while. We've got oh, a couple good. others on there. <laughs> God, I hope so. Mm. We'll see. Um, Ian, let the good folks know where they can find you and all of the things we've talked about today. Well, uh, you can find me at Kicking the Seat, which is at kickseat.com. I also have a YouTube channel, which just look up YouTube and type in Kicking the Seat. And I'm pretty sure that's the only entry you're going to find there, unless you find videos about for some reason kids kicking seats on airplanes which is very strange oh wow <laughs> yeah you know what i don't doubt that videos. i really don't it's some care and she's like this kid behind me won't stop 
kicking and it has 27,000 hits, even though you put six months into something and it's infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yep. Yep. By taking All a right. stride. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, do you got do, to. Do you have a written review of Morbius coming up? Uh, I do. It's going to be a lot shorter, I think, than the 3,300 words I devoted to hating on Matt Reeves, the Batman. But uh, yeah, it's coming. Did you hate on? You just said hating on? I, I despise the Batman. Oh, I'm pretty relieved because I did not enjoy that movie very really? much. I think yep. all three of us are kind of in a similar camp, but I didn't really enjoy it. No. Okay. We'll have to talk about that another time. <laughs> all right. Cool. We'll do a two-parter. <laughs> the yeah. first half, hour and a half, the second hour and a half. Part two <laughs> has nothing to do with any movie. We just want to talk about the Batman. Yes. No. <laughs> well, I'm relieved. Yeah. See, what we need to do is we need to just, we'll do the Batman and then we'll just skip a week. So that way it covers two 90 minute sections and then we, mm. we got it. Then we're good. Yes. Sure. What, I, whatever, man, you, Jared says jump. You, the only thing you have to ask is, is how high that's, that's what I learned. <laughs> and if you ask, where do you want me to jump? I say, get out, get out. You're asking the wrong questions. Get out. <laughs> All right. Where well, do you want me be... to jump? <laughs> where Come do on. you want me to jump? I said, just jump, get out. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Well, that is going to be it for us this week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can find us on patreon.com slash 90 under 90, where this month we did talk about the movie dumb and dumber. And next month it's a, uh, it's a mystery. What we're going to talk yeah, about still. I get to choose. It'll be, it'll be yeah. good. Come on, come on guys. It'll be it'll good. good. Cause you know, Dan's taste is much better than my gremlins two <laughs> slash gremlins two is great. Gremlins <laughs> I know, two is great. It's, it's different classes of movie. The ones that uh, are on your list versus my list. They're all great though. As I have my pinky out, as I drink my tea. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that is it for us this week. I'm Jeremy Eden. Hey, I'm not another Dan Eden. <laughs> I'm Ian, not Eden. I'm Ian Simmons. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap. What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?